Hi and welcome to episode 19 of the Deeper Current Podcast. I am your host, Hannah Ruth Dyson, founder of For Women Who Want to Change the World, Women Change World for sure, and Soul Seed Gathering. Um, both beautiful projects close to my heart, Women Change World being this exploration of how we show up and how we do things out in the world, how we create and really inviting us to move um, through different seasons, um, moving from action to rest, moving from an idea to a completion and really showing up in the world for the change that we wish to see. And then Soulsy Gathering being the companion to that project, really being this exploration of the deep feminine across cultures and across time, giving us this greater understanding of who we are as women and really who we are as humans. And yeah, it's so funny. I just recorded a, um, a, this episode, but I started to get so fragmented. My mind was like, I realized my mind was kind of a little bit all over the place and I was kind of losing threads of thought. And so I started to um, like drop into a meditation and then I suddenly realized, okay, I need to just begin again and begin with a meditation. So yeah, I'm going to drop into a meditation with you right now. And of course, if you are driving or you if you're multitasking, you may want to come back to this portion of the episode. Maybe you want to skip ahead um, or yeah, just wait until you're able to fully uh, drop in and rest somewhere um, by yourself, hopefully. And uh, so, yeah, I'm really, <laughs> I really need this. I feel like I've been going um, a little bit loopy, I think, because each day is a little bit the same. It's a bit like Groundhog Day where I like all the days are merging into one. And I feel like I'm just repeating the same things. And uh, it's, yeah, it's a really interesting time. I'm sure for many of you, you're also moving through your own version of that and yeah, this day was kind of scheduled out. It was kind of a busy day. I thought I was going to be recording this podcast episode later in the day, but then things changed. I had some meetings changed. And so, yeah, when I came to sit down, I <laughs> just started talking and I was just like, da 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 da. And yeah, all of a sudden, I was like, what have I even been saying? I don't even know. I just need to. And maybe it was okay, but I was like, okay, I just feel so, I'm not even sure where I'm going now with this. So, yeah, let's um, let's come into this space of meditation. It's been, um, yeah, I've had some beautiful feedback from the meditation. I shared several episodes back, I'm not sure which one, and um, in particular for my mom, <laughs> by request um, to share another one. Here we go. Um, so I invite you to find a comfortable seat or... Um, preferably drop all the way down into um, Shavasana so you're lying down and able to just fully drop in and uh, soften the body, releasing any tension. So taking your time to settle in, to ground, to connect, to feel what is underneath your seat or underneath your body, the ground that you're lying on, making sure that you feel comfortable and you're able to drop into that stillness. We'll take some deep breaths, taking a deep breath in through the nose and then out through the mouth. And a few more times. You want us to feel that inhaling of energy, of vital energy. And then that release through the mouth, just letting go. <sighs> really releasing everything and trusting as we release what we do not need inside of us. That's really just stuck there. Perhaps we're carrying from other people or we're carrying from the news or 
whatever it is, we're just letting it release and be composted and transformed into something more nourishing um, and beneficial for us all. I, it's uh, really hard at this time to kind of um, connect. And I think it's been actually harder and harder in our world to, to connect into this deeper place, even though it's becoming so popular to, um, I mean, to talk about meditation and um, yoga, which leads to meditation. And there's all these meditation apps, but I think it's like, ultimately, we really want to be able to move into these deep states of awareness by ourselves and also stay in a sort of meditative state of presence throughout our day. Um, but we are, you know, increasingly bombarded by everything <laughs> in our lives. And so these deeper places, um, they're always there and they're always, um, we're always able to access them, but we need to just simply create that space. So again, taking a few more deep breaths. <sighs> just taking a small shake through the body again inviting ourselves to release tension moving in any way our body feels stiff just to make sure we can again come to that place of stillness I'm feeling some creaks in my body as I'm speaking as I'm also dropping into this meditation alongside you uh, not quite sure what's coming through me next but we're here together and I, I want to keep releasing so I invite us a few more breaths and I want to actually bring us into a vision meditation and really um, guide you through what gave me access to um, deeper states of visions. And I mean, I've had all these amazing experiences from lucid dreams to um, astral travel to these kind of, as real as, you know, our reality, um, visions and experiences. It's just so, <laughs> and just through the mind, you know, no altered uh, states of consciousness well I mean altered states of consciousness but through the self not through um, any uh, psychedelics or any other um, outside forces but really from within which is so incredible breath work is a huge facilitator for that and um, this vision space it's a place of connecting to the subtleties and this is such an important practice because we are once again so distracted as a society, so bombarded by media, by um, images that are not our own. I love um, uh, Carol Bridges. She has this incredible um, tarot card deck, which is honestly one of the most beautiful things in my life called the Medicine Woman uh, deck. It's like so much wisdom in it and it's just beautiful. Um, but she has this expression, you know, tell you vision and the way she plays with words is so beautiful in that deck. And yeah, this tell you vision like, always comes back to me because we really need to have these vision spaces and to practice and cultivate that practice, which we can do at any time, no matter what stage of life you're in, no matter how far you've come away from it, we can always get back to it. And um, it's so important because when we start to cultivate that and nurture it, it's like we have this blooming garden within our mind. And we don't need an app. We don't need, you don't need me. You don't need a guide. You can just drop into these places. And honestly, it's um, so beautiful and so um, wonderful what can show up and um, really then blur the lines of reality between our living uh, life and our dream life and then how that blurs also into you know our nighttime dreams and how that 
can really awaken this lucid dream and this kind of lucid awake space where we can pay attention to reality and uh, our point of attention and, and our perspective shifts and seeing so many different realities within one. So uh, yeah, just in this space with our eyes closed, we may just notice the movement behind closed eyes, what is taking place, uh, this kind of maybe fuzziness, um, these pieces of light, of color, um, yeah, really taking some time right now behind closed eyes to see what you see and just staying curious even if it feels kind of inconsequential or um, not very exciting yet, uh, just kind of in a childlike sort of way, noticing all the color and the movement. And then from there, just paying attention, perhaps picking out any shapes or figures or, and it can just be whatever shows up in your mind, like, oh yeah, that's that, and, and just trusting it. So even if it's not, even if it's like highly abstract or it's kind of just a thought and it's kind of attached to just like a dot or like a, a slight uh, movement or, or shape or something that's showing up behind closed eyes it's like uh, trusting it and allowing for it to be something and this is a practice you can just start to do a little bit every day and it's this like building up of vision and of trust and then the more you do it like as a as a daily practice uh the more you will actually begin to really see things, like really see things. And it can be directly from your imagination or it could be something that just shows, something that just shows up seemingly, you know, something that you can't like quite understand. You didn't think, of, it didn't seem like you created it. It just shows up in your vision. Like sometimes I get these faces that show up and I'm like, where are you from? Like I don't think I've ever seen you before and I don't know who you are and then it's this process of inquiry and exploration of like okay where uh, just what does this connect me to and the more I ask questions to myself to my vision space the more I receive answers and it's again this process of trusting whatever shows up in our mind so the first thought that comes up oh it's that or it's this and that really being the process of building up the vision space and once again it can bring us to these more I guess highly fantastical uh, clear visions um, and then maybe not maybe it keeps us in this mystery in this kind of darkness in this kind of subtlety and we are practicing paying attention to the subtlety and again this is so important because even when we go to psychedelics or to um yeah to uh i guess these or in the, i don't know these experiences which bring us these big visions they're usually like big and they're usually impactful and it usually like happens to us and uh it's kind of like um, it can also be overwhelming, but when we start practicing the subtleties and the, uh, our sensitivity, we start paying a notice to things in our everyday life, the far more subtle realms. And it's really beautiful what begins to open up. There's like whole worlds within this world, you know. Um, once again, like we could be so numb that we're moving through our day um, and we're not really like, I, and I said that at the beginning, I think this is why I'm drawn to sharing this because I need to come back to it myself. 
because when I'm feeling like I'm just repeating the same day, it's like kind of ridiculous because it's never the same day. There's so much going on. I just need to, I mean, here in the jungle, I just need to listen to the sounds because that's changing every day. I'm like, how can there be so many different sounds and new sounds? I'm hearing something and I'm like, where? I've never heard that like bird before or this or this particular call or sound and it just I mean paying attention to these subtleties or these other um, senses or realms of possibilities it's amazing what begins to open up and once we open up our vision space and our senses we begin to move through the world so differently and possibility begins to multiply because we start to see everything that's taking place and I love when I've been in this deep practice of subtlety and vision and um, also listening and paying attention I am always amazed when I go and back out into the world and and see people or in conversations and I start to notice so much more about the person who's talking to me or my environment and the people that are in it and I start to um, yeah really n notice what's going on underneath the surface or um, everything that's taking place rather than um, what is just immediate and obvious and it's I mean then we start to also begin to do really trippy things like open up our telepathic space which sounds so crazy but it's amazing how many ways we communicate um, and this has also been studied through body language and just from you know you notice when someone is looking at you from behind you you feel it and you notice when someone comes into a room or you you get a bad feeling in a certain place because there's energy there and there's things moving through space and time that we can't perceive with our more obvious immediate senses and again we also can be so numb to because we're so distracted and just our mind is constantly pulled into the immediate into the obvious and so this subtle realm again I invite you to practice 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 and I promise it's not just um, a waste of time it's like so beautiful I, I think I I remember being quite young and I really wanted to have visionary states. Like I, I remember hearing about certain people's experiences and I just decided, deciding that I could and then starting that practice of like seeing what I could see and what could open up. And yeah, once again, once you find the first up, become second nature and you start moving into these different altered states, it's amazing how much of the world can open up and it's really that simple i think sometimes in spirituality or the way it's been commodified or the way our this i don't know the industry there's a lot of flashy things it's a lot of impressive sounding programs and exercises all these things that you can do um, but really we can be in this self-process is practicing and this connection that begins to open up everything to us and you know the wisdom finds us the 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 right answer finds us the direction becomes clear we become more um, sure of our footing we just trust life and even when things um, are difficult or hard we trust it because it's like part of this journey and we are just unfolding within it and again when we're connected to the subtleties we, we realize there's more going on than just the immediate um you know thing that feels bad it's like well actually there's all these other things taking place right now um that are kind of neutral as well they don't really have good or bad attached to it but we can start to experience um yeah, the more that is going on here and yeah, and then we all become seers and, you know, visionaries and healers and are able to connect to these potential shamanic states, these kind of 
ancestral ways of connecting that, you know, are really found across cultures. <laughs> we see this, we can see like the amount of cave art and um, expressions of, um, of women uh, in particular entering into ecstatic states and moving into yeah, different realms of consciousness through dance, through um, yeah, through the drums, through the rattle, through all these different ways, um, through herbs, through, you know, also psychoactive plants, but all these different realms that help us uh, navigate life uh, because we are human and we're also, you know, connected to this infinite space and so a relationship between the two is so important and yeah this vision space I yeah once again invite you to drop in as often as possible just resting the eyes is also so nice and um, then just also paying attention to what we hear in our environment what we can pick out and again trying to hear the subtlety so you hear immediately the obvious sounds and then you can move more and more into the subtle and even hearing what's moving through your body maybe your heartbeat your breath but also your digestive system or whatever else is um, happening um, in our bodies um, and then yeah listening to the sounds of the earth this slower beat of the earth, this movement and growth and change and death that's taking place all the time, these rhythms and cycles that are moving through us. And if we just noticed some of it, we could start to um, once again move with it and, and really um, be playful and, and joyful with it because yeah, even moving through tough times, we can um, find the love and find the beauty. Um, and the more and more we can see the beauty and capture it and, you know, in our mind's eye and cherish it and honor it and celebrate it and communicate it, it's like uh, the gift of being human that we don't want to waste. And really this, you know, in the most horrific circumstances we could imagine, this is still possible it's all about the frame of reference or the way you point your attention it's so important it's not like this um you know hopeless optimism in a way like this kind of denial of um negative circumstances or things that are t that are hard but it's keeping this cherishing this practice of also being able to see more of what is going on I hope that makes sense. Um, but this is truly where it begins. Um, for me, it really began moving into visions. And again, these more kind of exciting places where you're like, what? How did I just move through a reality as real as this? Just through my mind, it was, it's like so weird. And it's not until it happens to you that you're like, wow, like, what is going on here like what is um really what we're able to do as human is so amazing and, and and magical and yeah once again it can be simple so coming back to the breath coming back to the body coming back to what is just ours our vision space is simply ours um to enjoy and to explore and uh, yeah, I wanted to share also what I I spoke with a friend this past week, and I've had um, similar experiences with clients in the past, where I talk all the time about giving from an overflowing cup, and then I realize, I mean, any of the concepts I talk about, I realize sometimes are not necessarily obvious. Um, and I had this with a friend this last week who said like, I don't think I've ever known that or done that and again it's really simple like the medicine like the remedy is I mean the way I prescribe it is like okay like it's actually as simple as just rest and keep resting 
and keep resting and, and don't stop resting until you feel some natural energy bubbling up from inside that like is bursting to come out of you and that is the overflow and that's where you start to give from that place you create you do you show up for others from that place but what sounds so simple can actually be so difficult um specifically within our modern societies which we may have been so programmed for so long to just do 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 to show up the same at all time to be so focused on action on completion on getting stuff done and we might not feel we're able to take that rest even in you know quarantine we may have so many things going on and I know I know I know because I mean I have a son and uh, I'm grateful we me and my husband were pretty much equal in the way we work and we take care of our son we go back and forth and this is definitely a bit more pressure on us because we usually you know he started going to preschool we always had um, a friend or someone come support us also in mornings so it gave us also a little bit of space but you know I had a t tendency for a while whenever I had my 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 time to get my work done is like okay this is like you know a short window of time I just need to do 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 and especially recently I've had these pockets of time and then I've been like oh I need to rest <laughs> need to do nothing and once again um, which is how I began this journey of being able to really drop into flow throughout a whole year and through you know just continuously was allowing for rest and what came up through rest initially and what still comes up is this guilt and these shoulds and this you know judgment around being lazy of not being productive and not making the best use of time and not doing anything and um I feel like I have to be careful sometimes because when I I rest too much I can also sometimes feel like I can get a bit depressive like I feel a bit like I don't know heavy but I also know I need to dig into that and feel into that like what is coming up here and once I start to unravel all of that guilt and shame and judgment and so on I it's like this freedom starts to come through and there's natural impetus to create to do to show up to um yeah to do all the things just happens and it's not from any expectation or shoulds and I think it's this process of unraveling our conditioning and our programming to come back into a natural state of flow where we can create so freely and it comes from this deep well because we are you know resting and then when we are ready to act we have so much energy again and it just moves through freely and it yeah, once again it's truly kind of simple it just requires us to rest long enough so that we actually feel something bubbling up within us not from the head but from within our bodies and um it's easier said than done because I know a lot of A-types out there find that very hard <laughs> to unravel and to do. We also can have such a identity around being an A-type and my theory really around everything about being an extrovert versus an introvert, being a, um, I don't know, highly high-wired person, or it's all, pretty much all programming and of course we all have natural uh, tendencies but we I think we could shape shift into either or or you know all these different states if we just allowed for a little bit more of that shifting and um, that movement and I think it allows us to become also more whole and fulfilled I mean that's really my theory that I work with and that I've seen work with others and for sure it's within myself it's just this discomfort of shape-shifting sometimes because we become comfortable in one um, state and so it's kind of hard to shift out of it and so yeah just that reminder once again if you're feeling heavy and stuck and, and lethargic and not able to 
do right now, then take the time to rest in any of the small pockets that you can, um, in any way that you can. And I'm, I'm constantly trying to figure out with my own organization, and especially when we expand again with team members and also helping other organizations with this understanding of creating space for that, for the rest, and being able to, I mean, we all move through different things at different times. So how can like a hive, you know, a hive of bees work together in this kind of symbiotic way where we start to, you know, lift the load of others when we can. And then likewise, um, we can get the support when we need it. And this is proven also, again, scientifically that people have far greater health in places where they don't feel the the weight of just being responsible by themselves for for bringing an income for doing work for showing up for the family there's like a village there's a community and I know this is like it can be so far away from many of our lives but it really doesn't take that long to shift just in small ways and then you can be amazed one day <laughs> at how different our life looks and I think that's where I'm in like amazed that my life is like this right now because for sure it was very different um you know not that long ago like I think it was 2012 2013 I was like working so many I was like working multiple jobs in London and I was always moving I was like all over the place like um and like rock climbing and then doing yoga and like going out a lot like I was really into partying and like and then I had like multiple jobs and I was like all over the place all the time and of course that kind of led to a bit of a a meltdown and a breakdown for myself but like that just showed me also what I was capable of and also um kind of how addictive that is as well you know like filling up the time and getting so much done and like I, I tried it out and, and then I it's kind of funny when I look back because I went into the complete opposite I when I moved to Vancouver I had just done a yoga training in um, with Shivananda this very traditional Indian school um, and then I kind of moved to Vancouver thinking I'd still work in film because it's a really good film industry there uh, but when I got there I just I got the first easy job that I could, which was at reception at a, a yoga um, chain of uh, studios. And I just ended up staying in that job for a whole year. And it was, I think, my year of unraveling my conditioning. Because I, at first I was like, I need to be doing this and this and this. And I just let it all go. And I just began to get into deeper states of awareness. Again, practice a subtle space of visioning. Um, and really beginning to witness the magic of everyday life and reality and what was possible. Like, like so many trippy experiences, especially that year was like this awakening in so many ways. And even, you know, I spoke about that in the sexuality episode I've forgotten the title but I'll link it below but you know even beginning to experience with orgasm subtle realms of pleasure which can of course move to like big waves of pleasure but for me it was really incredible to open up these subtle realms because it opened up once again this whole realm of possibility that it's so easy to override with this getting to a finish line or um I don't know I, I used the example previously with like a vibrator which gives you this like very strong um sensation rather than, and it kind of overrides all the subtle energies um but yeah it was through that year doing very little really but really a lot also <laughs> of inner work and exploration and unraveling that I everything this whole wellspring of what I was here to do in the world and that became so clear like it was like you know when people say that they receive their purpose so it comes like it really does feel like that because it's suddenly like you're directed and you are just working with it and of course it's your choice to go with it and you could ignore it and again override it 
I'm pretty sure that when we're in this distracted state and we're not connecting to the subtleties of life, we're overriding those directives all the time and we're not really listening to what we really are called to do from our heart and from our soul. Um, but yeah, when it started to move through, it was like, cool, this is not really for anyone else but for myself. And then, you know, for whoever feels called to it, but it's not this still, like we can be really careful because <laughs> even in the self-help development spiritual conscious realms there can still be this doing things for others to impress um you know ego-based stuff and of course we can slip into it in in ways at all times so we just need to pay attention like what is our soul asking us to create right now not our head we feel it within or we feel it coming through us and it's like this creative energy and this force and it, it's for me it's been so confusing because it's like nearly like what is going on what just happened and what am I doing like you know how I created Soulsy Gathering like really a project that it's I mean I think it's the same when you create anything truly from you know your source it's like not it doesn't exist in the world so it's like so bizarre to put it there and to have in some way ownership of it but it feels like so much bigger than you and I felt this whole time with Saucy Gathering a bit like that like wow this work um I'm so honored that I get to be part of it and it's been more challenging and tested me and and really um unraveled me and put me back together in so many different ways and then also of course, like you heard last week, like gave me, given me so much nourishment and empowerment and food for thought and helped me shape my view of the world in such a different way, so much vaster and greater than, I guess, the narratives that are repeated throughout society, even thinking about political parties or political sides, agenda, like it feels like so much greater than that. And I still, I feel there's so much more to look at the bigger picture and then our everyday lives um how we show up like really paying attention and just like for me it's this steady place of working towards like buying things from only people that I know or I meet and you know that's the only way to really know that things are <laughs> um ethically made or done in a you know sustainable way in a way that's also serving the planet and and us like these greater chains these companies even when they sound good or look there can be so much going on in the supply chain and so many abuses and extraction and so much um yeah just uh yeah degradation on the on the earth so it's like how to come back yeah once again to these um more community-based local projects and supporting things and um paying attention and showing up uh, for the things i care for like really yeah i think putting my money where my mouth is and staying true to my values it's like Again, I, I needed to kind of unravel and get out of my society and my group think and the, the kind of what just is normal, like everyone does it, so you just do it. And it, it's, I mean, I think I was able to, to help moving away and then now living in the jungle, I feel so kind of nearly out of what is cool or popular or what is like trendy to buy or to, to listen to or to whatever, like... Of course, I'm still tapped in online, but it still feels like a, a, like a world apart. And I'm grateful because getting back to like making choices that feel good and true and right. And again, it's not about being necessarily perfect, but working towards that in our own way and feeling just really good about our footprint and the way we're walking and the way we're doing things and just being conscious I guess of what our choices are um and once again paying attention to the subtleties and how we do things again this work with women change world is all about that like okay like and this it's 
it's subtle sometimes because it's like not always obvious but we feel it within and the more we can trust that feeling that gut instinct and that intuition I think the more we're guided right and we just feel good in ourselves and our journey because you have sometimes you know decisions that can look perfectly fine to the world no one would judge you or think otherwise but somehow within you know it's not the right choice it doesn't feel good there's something off here and it's hard to explain but uh you we have to i think be guided by that energy and that source our soul i think is more important than um perception and that's also truly difficult at times when you're trying to do good in the world because it could be still perceived um not well or not how you imagine it to be perceived and we have to again know ourselves and trust our journeys and that we are learning and listening and paying attention and growing and evolving but we are doing right and and when we go slightly off we just come back and it's okay we correct our wrongs we apologize we pay attention and um take account and it's this again this navigating weaving through life i think it's important paying attention to all of our relationships this is kind of reflections um of ourselves and taking ownership it's so easy to say this person did that or this person is like that or this is so fucked up in the world or whatever but mirroring it back constantly it's like i think i think the kind of wisdom we need to come back into and again it's in this deep feminine history that we see this as more of the way of these clans and tribes and it really was only when this monotheistic religion started to come through as a model of control and dominance and creating a hierarchy and centralized power not just to a god but to a political party or political figure or to a king or whatever it it was a way um to really define right or wrong and to kind of create this shame and judgment and guilt right away rather than accepting we see in these polytheistic religions where there was um this honoring of good and bad and all things and these many different faces of the goddess and the gods that um told us so much about ourselves that we had this frame of reference frame of reference you know this is why these old folk tales and fairy tales and and stories that were passed down were so much more complex <laughs> right or wrong it's not always so obvious and um a lot of symbolism and lessons come through and it's so fascinating because we've really shifted like even though religion isn't necessarily like a central pillar of our life it's definitely informed the modern societies that we're a part of and it's so interesting when we look at like this concept of good versus evil that shows up in film it shows up in my like one of the books my son was gifted i think it's very common theme in children books but it's like not the sort of storytelling i want to part to him that like, you know there's a good guy and there's a bad guy it's kind of just this simplistic not like way that also creates such like fucked up dysfunctional behavior like because we all believe to be good people and so <laughs> when you believe that and you believe there's only good or bad you start ignoring the bad things that you're doing and this happens all the time in like non-profit and charity work it's so pervasive it's so like oh disgusting <laughs> you know um habatreza the kogi elder and siha that we worked with in colombia beautiful medicine woman wise woman she kept saying to us good intentions are not enough and it's this reminder however good our intentions are we need to pay attention to how we're doing things and um yeah just look at our life and our reality and take accountability for our part in it and um know that we have the opportunity to change things and really work a little bit deeper so that we are taking accountability for how we change things because again the simplistic model of just like let's just give and show up and like it can create so much distortion 
dysfunction we we think where the savior is going in and really can be adding more problems than there were before this has happened i mean the worst example of this is in africa you it's just like all over africa just the amount of you know charity and aid work and so on and i know so many people within that sector who just became so disillusioned so um upset like <laughs> broken hearted like the fucked up things that they were part of and this is such a like normal thing i just don't trust at all really country aid because one is often self-serving it creates dependencies on the countries that are actually meant to be giving and then it also is can be so limited and it can just be i think this is why with soul gathering we're so passionate about research and spending time with communities and developing relationships and not moving fast slowing things down to make the change we wish to see in the world is so important because the reason that we're in the state we're in today is because of fast let's just do let's just get things done i'm gonna bulldoze i'm gonna like you know even in non-profit i've seen it like it, it's like this kind of like um, ego like i've done this and da, 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 and it's like you leave and then you never go back and you you actually completely fucked up a whole community like Oh, there's so many examples and so many ways that can take place and this is all just to say we need to do this deeper work all together and within ourselves to pay attention and to you know and i think at work with more small communities small projects or smaller things support local businesses pay attention to our environments and this helps again the vision space uh, and gives us potentially that purpose we might not feel like we have yet um, it can just become more and more clear as it moves through us and once again shows up in in the vision space like i'm always amazed um <laughs> how far i can come away from it through distraction like just being on my phone and watching things and listening to things and then just coming back it's uncomfortable at first because maybe i have been out of practice but the more then i drop in and do it and connect and um also speak to my ancestors and connect through ritual and ceremony and like sing i've been singing a lot recently and songs have just been coming through me and they've been like medicine songs like medicine for myself i've felt such a healing and i think i became i felt really connected like this again when I did this unraveling work when I first moved to Vancouver like seven years ago and I it was I started to connect to these rhythms and these states of consciousness and and then it was just so pure and and natural and beautiful and it became very natural to share uh, but slowly over time I think getting caught up once again in the doing and and the sharing of things I started to feel a bit strange like like it, i was taking something from my experiences by maybe taking a photo of it or sharing it and like not just being in it and it i think it's like when you're trying to run an organization you're trying to share so that people can feel called to something and drawn to it and um i don't know you're in that process where you're just building um your business or your organization or your work and that's just your focus but to me I just kind of stopped and I think I even took down any photos of me in ceremony or sharing that because I felt like I was taking something from it like I needed to come back to my own space of altar work of ceremony of drum of singing rattle um and it just be for myself and then become a natural wellspring again to share with others i started to open up the space to do one-on-ones also in person because i love that kind of work um and again i kind of miss this um i for five years i was sitting in circle every week holding space and listening and also sharing vulnerably and it was this anchor point throughout time every week i got to be in this space and so much would take place in a week and it would be so incredible each time to come completely new again and i feel like this podcast in a way has taken that place for myself because 
I missed it. Like I, as soon as I had my son two years, two and a half years ago, I had to kind of stop and I would do it every now and again. And then I realized also I was being called to other parts of my work deeper. And I had to kind of let that go for some time and it's still being a part of me. But yeah, all of this is to say that um, it's good to find these moments to drop in and to uh, calibrate. And I, again, when we're bombarded, especially with all this news and all this stuff that's going on in the world and what where is this going and, and what's really going on and, and all these theories, um, we can lose a connection to ourselves and to our own journey. Of course, we're part of this collective experience, but we're also very much within our own journey right now. And there's incredible wealth of opportunities still available to us through this time. Um, I'm hoping to be able to talk soon about some things that are happening here um, that are really exciting and giving me so much life and energy um, at this time. Um, but yeah, it's like taking the time to drop in um, I'm sure you already do, probably in your own ways, but just this reminder to all of us to um, connect as much as we can to the subtleties, to connect to our visions, to open that up and um, potentially open up the dream space also. And, you know, we can cultivate those as well through the imagination space. Once again, we can uh, imagine ourselves into different <laughs> Uh, vision spaces and realms of possibility so knowing that we can be playful with this space and just first deciding that it's possible for us and then beginning to practice it's really fun and I um, would love to hear from you if this has resonated or if you have brought this practice into your life and you started to experience some beautiful things or maybe you've already done that already and um, you have some experiences to share. I would love to hear. Um, yeah, I have <laughs> this uh, episode once again has met you where you're at and um, has provided some support on the journey. I <laughs> I felt again like a little bit fractured, not quite sure what I was quite talking about, but um, I think vision spaces and the subtle realms are like really what it's about connecting because once again then um, nothing feels so necessarily maybe heavy or so um, determinant or so like one thing we start to see that there's many things going on there's also many realms of possibility open to us and that becomes truly exciting so especially when we're feeling stuck in our lives um, this practice is really medicine and I really hope for all of us to connect to that space and to um, find our way through whatever we're moving through to um, come onto our soul's path to this deeper current that is available to all of us and to be able to move through hard things, to stay grounded, connected, integrated and and yeah, still shifting, moving with change, growing, rising up, um, following our dreams, being brave enough to even dream. <laughs> and then whatever age we are, like moving towards um, these dreams and knowing that it's possible to ground them and anchor them into business, into the ways we receive income, the way we receive um, support, like you know, not just a dream or a fantasy or like a side hobby, but um, really the, the soul work that we had to do, the change that we had to do is also how we receive and be nourished and honored in return. And to know that's absolutely possible. Like, I don't know what came through me to believe it was possible on my own journey, but that kind of idealism I say it's like a superpower. It's like helps. This is why the young are so good as activists because we need that energy, that belief. Um, as adults, we can become so ground down and pessimistic by our life. We just, we think we we understand reality and this is the way things are. And 
to not be so idealistic or hopeful or naive but actually again it can be a superpower it's like um believing and having a little bit that energy again whatever age we're at like yeah it's possible and if it doesn't seem possible researching exploring looking for examples finding ways that it could be and then opening up those paths again visioning and inviting answers into our visions when we have questions like i love the process of going to sleep also and asking a question or going into a meditation and asking a question before and then allowing for the answer to arise and it's also magic how it can and so in that way we can again be our own guides our own healers our own coaches our own and it's also okay to reach out for support to have people um supporting us because i also know in my own journey i've been able to hide from myself there's been um parts of myself that i could you know remain delusional too and then it wasn't until also working with um other people holding space for me (laughs) were a mirror that it was also uncomfortable and you know again my ego would get triggered and things would come to service and i realized okay i was a little bit in denial in that place so i had developed a story about this thing whereas really like you know i'm just hiding or um you know yeah staying inside my shell rather than finding that bigger shell um so yeah once again if you are called to a one-to-one session i love holding space it's just yeah something i love to do i love to help um particularly women but really all gender um anywhere you are on the spectrum and any projects you have or any ideas or anything that you need sort of cultivated i want to give a shout out to my beautiful husband partner um baby daddy um, who masters this podcast every week that helps me out and also gives me beautiful feedback from listening to it and he's been such a such a believer in me from the beginning like whatever i'm like oh like this is my dream was it and he's like yeah i know like that's gonna happen <laughs> just that. just having someone like that um which is what i love to do for others as well so it was so nice to find someone who did that for me because i it just helped me blossom and bloom and build so much confidence also in the visions and the dreams that i was having that they could be reality and be on the material realm and yeah doing that for others is my greatest joy it's like i just can't help but see the potential in everyone i meet it's like also sometimes how i get blindsided by other things but like i really see like the highest possibilities and the beautiful things that are possible and i think it's the best when i work with with someone because it's a really a role that i can hold rather than i think in the ways it's tripped me up in the past is that i'm like nearly holding someone to that so strongly that they end up like maybe pushing me away or like that's how friendships have ended because it's like too much pressure or i don't know it's like not that um you know it's i don't know it's too much but anyway it's it's i think definitely a thing that helps me with my work and i've seen just incredible like you know even just from one session someone it's like not even about me it's just the space that is held and um allows us to realize like what we're really here for and just a few subtle shifts again it can seem kind of obvious and simple and usually those are the things that help the most and we can be on our path and flowing and and going to places that we never thought was really possible um until it becomes possible i you know still navigating figuring out making salty gathering like what it's meant to be out in the world but it's i'm already amazed at <laughs> what i've been able to do just from the vision space and putting it through this process and um showing up it's like wow like when i look back it's like we've done this incredible work and i have so much research to share and so much beautiful knowledge and wisdom that helps you know change us and shape shift us and gives us this knowledge and this wisdom for life that 
I think is so nourishing for the soul. So once again, inviting you to join us in the Soul Seed House. And if not um, becoming a member, then join us on Patreon. Those links will be below in the show notes. And that, yeah, once again, is such a beautiful, evolving, growing, blooming place where um, you get to be a pioneer in this journey and start to... (laughs) Yeah, take it back out in the world and really see what it's possible at this time to shift and change and what we get to be a part of, like redesigning our society and our future together for our children and for all future generations, for all of the uh, more than human world, you know, all parts of this, you know, experience, this life experience, Um, I hope. Once again, this episode has been nourishing for you. Thank you for listening. Once again, honored um, that you're here on this journey with me. And thank you. I'm sending so much love to wherever you are in the world.